Kyle Brandt's Basement is brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook. Yo, it says Kyle Brandt's Basement. It is inaccurate. I am not in a basement. I'm in Kyle Brandt's hotel room, and it's a weird one here in Las Vegas. Over there to my left, I can see the Bellagio Fountains. Over there, you can see some strange decorative plates, and you can see a mini bar. I cleaned out one jar of the Pringles. Prayers up for that remaining jar. Probably not going to make it, and it probably cost $27. I don't care. Mini bar food just, just hits different. Guys, so does the show. I have all kinds of tales and stories and observations for here in Las Vegas. Boots on the ground, if you will. I was again yesterday in the Raiders facility, saw pretty much every player under the sun, interacted with so many of them. I have some favorites. I have some fun ones. We're going to talk about, though, who is the coolest guy here in Las Vegas? Not just athlete, coolest human being right now this week in Las Vegas, Nevada. I've got that. I've got some fascinating thoughts. I don't know. My thoughts are fascinating. The topic certainly is on Nick Sirianni, the head coach of the Eagles, as we are now nine days from him coaching in his first Super Bowl. That one's all over the map. I can't wait to get into that. You know how this goes. It's Kyle Brandt's hotel room. Come hang out. It's kind of weird sounding, but I promise it's innocent fun. Let's get after it with what I love, what I hate, and what's hilarious. Uh, I love how Derek Carr, the soon-to-be ex-Raiders quarterback, is handling himself. He's the coolest guy in Las Vegas right now, I'm telling you. And I told you yesterday, did I or did I not tell you yesterday on this program that Derek Carr is going to dominate the newly imagined Pro Bowl events presented by Verizon? I knew he would, and he did. I got to see the quarterbacks go through their little dress rehearsal for the precision passing competition where they hit moving targets and deep targets and short targets. And I watched Goff and I watched Cousins and I watched Gino. And then I watched Derek Carr come in and just destroy it in the warm-up. Same exact thing happened in the real deal. Tyler Huntley, inexplicably here as a backup quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens, puts up a great score, hits this target, hits the drone target, then Carr gets up and everybody goes nuts. It was insane. Perfect score, absolutely drilled it. And Derek Carr has so much goodwill right now. And Derek Carr's respect is skyrocketing, has everybody rooting for him for two reasons. Two, number one, everybody loves a comeback. It is not just a cliche, it is true. In every walk of life, certainly in entertainment and big time in sports. We love when someone has a comeback from a terrible injury. When someone has to change teams, sometimes even change positions, change everything, change their life. We love a comeback. The NFL even has an award, an actual physical trophy they hand out for comeback player of the year. They'll hand it out next week. It's probably going to go to Geno Smith. I'm not even sure what he's coming back from other than just being a backup. doesn't matter. They'll give it to him. And Derek Carr is going to get one. He's going to. He's already being heralded for a comeback, and he's going to be given a trophy for a comeback, and he hasn't even left the organization from which he needs to come back from doesn't matter it's already on it's already on it's starting and i want to contextualize this a little more understand this Derek carr you know he's gone and with the raiders they said we're done with you too expensive don't win enough fine they're prerogative cast him off shut him down mid-season you're done get out of here he doesn't even he's not even with the team not staying on the sideline Joe Burrow says, I'm not showing up for the Pro Bowl. The league goes out to Derek Carr. Derek, you want to come play in the Pro Bowl? He says, you know what? Yeah, I think I will. 
I think I'll drive down from my house in the hills a mile from the facility in my Range Rover and pull up, go back to the facility where maybe I haven't been in weeks. The team I've worked for for years who fired me, who dumped me, and I'll show up and I'll throw the ball around a little bit and I'll show them what I got. Shows up an incredible because that brings us to the second thing. It's not just the comeback. People love anybody sticking it to the man. Anybody. I don't care if it's a multimillionaire pretty boy quarterback. I don't care if it's their car. Anytime you disrespect in any way or pull the rug out on something that is more powerful than you and more rich than you, in the case of Derek Carr, it's the Raiders, and in a way, it's the league. Anytime you stick it to them, you're a hero. You suddenly have this working man class about you, this everyman class about you, and believe me, that's what he's doing. So he shows up to the old facility, the old key card, the old security guard he probably knows, hasn't maybe been there in weeks, pulls into his parking spot, or maybe they've already sandblasted that thing off and he just parks in an average parking spot, comes in surrounded by fans, all the best players, dominates, dominates the throwing competition against much younger talent in some cases, dominates them on the field he used to practice on week after week, and then he steps to the microphone on ESPN and he delivers this. You've thrown touchdown passes in Vegas before. You've been on fire. Have you ever been that hot in Las Vegas? Not that hot. It's uh, probably why I'm going somewhere else. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. It is why he's going somewhere else. And it's a hell of a sound bite. Understand from that spot where he is sitting, I was probably 50 feet away. You know what was just about as close? The owner's office who fired him, the GM's office who fired him, the head coach's office who fired him, and he shows up and does that. That's called sticking it to the man, and you can take it even further if you're following the news. Contractually, the Raiders have to cut him or trade him in the next week plus. If they don't, they owe him $40 million guaranteed, so they're going to do that. That's kind of a tight little time frame. So there's something else in Derek Carr's contract whereby he could say, you know, I'll extend that time period a little bit longer, maybe just loosen everybody's tension a little bit. That's my prerogative. He says, no. He was asked, are you going to do that? Are you going to use that part of your contract? I don't see how that's in my best interest because it's not. Screw them. They can decide now. Can't get a trade for me? Then cut me and I'll go make a bundle some other team and maybe come back and beat you. I don't know if he will or not. I just love that he says that. I love that he had the soundbite. I love that he said, yes, I will do the Pro Bowl. I will go back to that facility and I will dominate everybody there on my way out. He's not a middle finger type of guy. That's as close as he gets. I've always thought of Derek Carr as a friendly guy, a nice guy, a smart guy, team oriented guy. I've never thought of him as a cool guy. I do here. I do in Las Vegas. I do this week. I understand fully that he did not just win the AFC title game, that he did not just beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. I don't care. This has been the coolest 48 hours for Derek Carr in years. He doesn't have a Super Bowl ring, doesn't even have his new team. Got a lot more respect for me, and I'm not the only one. I love how Derek Carr's handled this week. Let's get to what I hate. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I hate where the Nick Sirianni conversation is going. But man, am I fascinated by it. It's really interesting. Let's get into this thing. Nick Sirianni, second year as the Eagles head coach, has got him in the Super Bowl. Or does he? Do they have him in the Super Bowl? That's what this is about. Super Bowl's in nine days, and the conversation's heating up. And the spark that went on the kerosene came yesterday, actually, from Good Morning Football. We had on Julian Love, who's this young safety for the Giants. And I was part of the interview. And he was asked about Sirianni. And he said, you know, he's a guy who's doing a good job because he's not getting in the way of his team. And then we asked, what do you make of his sideline conduct? He's really fiery, yells at the stand sometimes, you know, kind of based on camera, fist pumping thing. Julian Love, the giant safety, says, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. He's in for a free ride right now. You guys can coach this team. So that gets picked up by the New York media, by the Philadelphia media, and becomes a big conversation. His take. The roster's so good, this Nick Sirianni, whatever, he's just there. You guys, you talk show hosts could coach the Philadelphia Eagles to the Super Bowl. You guys could do it. I don't agree with that. I don't. I like Nick Sirianni a lot as a head coach. I have watched him from the second he showed up in the NFL, was instantly himself in the opening press conference that he got made fun of a lot for, a lot. Doesn't matter, unapologetic. He's eccentric, a little squirmy, a little weird. Fine, he was always himself. And then in the first year ever head coach in the NFL, he takes an Eagle team, Eagles team with a very, very inexperienced quarterback and they get to the playoffs. Year one, bam. Year two, add some pieces in the offseason. They're in the Super Bowl. They win the NFC. I think it takes a very specific type of person and personality to win in that city, in that division, in that media. And I think he's done all of that. I think it's been really impressive. But I acknowledge that that take is out there, that he's in for a free ride. Julian Love, the giant safety, not the only person who thinks it. Not only if you look at the replies online to the tweets from Eagles fans and Giants fans, even they're saying, yeah, Eagles fans are saying it. Yeah, he does this, he does that, but is he really that great? He's kind of just there. This is Howie's team, Howie Roseham, the GM. I have heard in confidence from other players personally this week in Las Vegas. Players who agree with Julian Love. I'm like, yeah, everybody knows that's the roster. The Sirianni guy, I think he's fine. And I think he's being thrust into what I call the Spolstra zone. I've seen this over the years. Eric Spolstra, Miami Heat head coach, was the coach when it was LeBron and Wade and Bosch, and they come out of the stage and smoke, and we're going to win all these titles, and they were the Heatles, not the Beatles, the Heatles, and there was the sensation. And Eric Spolstra was the head coach, and he was not a Phil Jackson type or a Popovich type. He's the kind of guy who... Didn't have a super extensive resume, young, fresh-faced guy that maybe the media didn't know a lot about, and he was just like, yeah, Eric Spolstra, sure, you're the head coach. LeBron's the head coach. Everybody knows it. Go ahead and draw up your cute little play on the grease board. We all know that you're just rolling the ball out there and letting the superstars take over. I think Sirianni is taking a little bit of that. Never mind that this is the fifth organization he's been with and that he's paid his dues and he's worked his way up and he's had immediate success. I think he is getting a little bit of that Eric Spolstra treatment where, yeah, you're there, anybody could do it. It's, this is the GM team, he assembled a perfect roster, just don't mess it up. I do not agree with that, I acknowledge it's there. 
I also think it's actually very important in the time before the Super Bowl, because let's remember, last time they won the Super Bowl, this was the team that took on the identity of underdogs so far that they even had masks. And when they did win that Super Bowl over Brady, it's the Super Bowl parade in Philadelphia. I was there that day. And Jason Kelsey is the most memorable image as he stood there on the Rocky steps in that mummer's costume. Looked like he was from Wizard of Oz. A lot of people didn't understand what it was. It's a mummer's costume. And he had a lot of things to say about a lot of people who doubted them. And one of the things he brought up was nearly two years old. And it was the name Mike Lombardi in the media who had panned the hiring of head coach Doug Peterson. Panned it. Said it was a terrible hire two years prior. And there he is, Jason Kelsey, on the Rocky Steps, screaming, some clown named Mike Labardi, blah, blah, blah. He remembered that, and that mattered to him. That mattered to the team. So take that and now put it to this year. It is not Mike Lombardi two years prior. It is an opposing player on a divisional rival 10 days before the Super Bowl. A player that not only have you beaten three times this year, but that you eliminated from these very playoffs emphatically comes out and says, yeah, the Eagles are great. They have great players. The coach is on a free ride. Anybody, Kyle Brandt could coach this team. Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty, Jamie Erdahl, anybody could coach this team. What do you think the Eagles do with that? They hear it, they use it. I can see it right now. A couple days after the Super Bowl, which means maybe 11, 12 days from right now as I'm having this conversation, Jason Kelsey is back on the Rocky Steps. He has two Super Bowl wings. They have two Super Bowl rings. They beat the Chiefs 31 to 20. And he's up there screaming, some clown on the Giants named Julian Love. It's happening. I can see it already. I do think they're winning this game. I do think this will be part of it. I do think this is blown up. This idea that the guy that they beat thinks that their coach is nothing and he's just strapped in as a passenger. I think they will take very personally. I think they like Syrian. I think they play hard for him, and we will see it soon. Eagles will win. Julian Love will come up on the Rocky Steps. Save the clip. We'll see it then. Let's get to what's hilarious. You know what's hilarious? Meeting Ray Lewis yesterday. Let me tell you this story. So I have never met Ray Lewis, never been part of an interview that he's done either as a producer or the interviewer himself. I've never, never been in the same room with him ever. I've just watched him like you probably have. And I think along with Lawrence Taylor and Mike Tyson, he's the most intimidating athlete of my lifetime. So I'm out here in Vegas and I'm doing these taped pieces that air on the network and social about, you know, just kind of showing some of the people who are here. And sometimes it's informative and so sometimes it's fun. And there's this whole group that goes and finds the players who are going to participate in that I'm not really part of. And they say, well, we found you, uh, Kirk Cousins, or we're going to do a thing with Tyreek Hill or whatever it may be. So they come back to me and they say, oh, yeah, we're going to do this piece with you and Ray Lewis. I was like, Ray Lewis? I don't have any relationship with him. It's not like George Kittle or Kirk Cousins or like guys that I know. I don't know Ray at all. And, you know, he's a little, little intimidating. And especially since the the tone of this piece is, is comedic, and really. I mean, it's the idea is that I've done several hype speeches over the years in my career, but he's still the master of the hype speech. And so he's going to show me how to do the the greatest type speech and he's going to take me through instructionally and i'm like so you think 
all right, is Ray Lewis going to be into that? Like, again, he doesn't know me. Who's this guy, Kyle? I, I don't know who this is. It's not one of my former teammates. It's not a guy I've worked with. I'm going to put myself on camera like that. So it comes back and they say, yeah, Ray's in. He's going to do it. I'm kind of surprised. So I go to the spot and you get there and there's a bunch of cameras set up and there's lights and you're we're in this outdoor area by the Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders facility. And you're there and, you know, they're saying, you know, Ray should be here shortly. I'm like, all right. I'm not nervous about meeting Ray Lewis. I'm just a little nervous that he's going to go with the concept. Sometimes you do these things and the players show up and they say, no, nah, like, I don't want to do that. Or I'm, I'm not comfortable with that. Or no, nah, just, just, just ask me some questions or something. All right. So if he does, I don't really have a plan. I have nothing. That's all. That was our concept. So I'm standing there getting ready. I'm kind of going through my thoughts and what I'm going to say. And sure enough, I look over and maybe 50 yards away, rock walking through a parking lot. I'm like, oh, that's definitely Ray Lewis. He's still pretty far away, but I'm like, I, I can tell that's him. I've watched him for his whole career coming out of Miami and through the two Super Bowls. I, I just know what Ray Lewis's body looks like. He's got a hat on and sunglasses, but I know that's Ray Lewis. And I have to tell you, I have never in my whole life, whole career, seen an ex-NFL player years removed from his career look as physically good as Ray Lewis does. He looks unbelievable. He's got this tight golf shirt on with pecs and the big biceps. He's got no sort of limp or anything. He's just striding and looks fantastic. So I go, here we go. I'm going to introduce myself. And I say, hi, Ray, how you doing, man? I'm Kyle. Nice to meet you, Kyle. How, how, how you doing? Thanks. And he's kind of, you know, easy to talk to, but a little, little serious. And so they they come over and you have to do this awkward thing where then the sound guy comes and has to mic him up and has to put the thing up his shirt. And it's kind of intrusive. And I'm just like, man. So I go, Ray, have, have they told you what we're going to do? And he goes, no, not at all. And I go, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> how do they not tell him? Because the people on our end, of course, said what the conceit of the bit was. But, you know, they're so busy sometimes the people who are representing the athletes or ex-athletes don't tell them or the athletes are too busy or they hear and don't remember. So he hadn't heard any of it. He had no idea what he was going to do. Probably just thinks I'm going to ask him some questions about how great is it be to be here in Las Vegas. So I said, all right, Ray. Um, so what we're going to do is, you know, I... You're going to teach me how to do a hype speech. I, I've done some and I, I like to do them, but you know, you're the master. So can you take me through step by step how you do it? And he kind of thinks about it and he looks at me and he goes, let's go. I got it. And I go, all right, go roll, roll, roll. And so I just, I go, all right. Yeah. I'm here with Ray Lewis and Ray, you know, you're the master of the hype speech and well, tell me now, what are the ingredients? And he went from zero to a thousand miles an hour like that. Lit up, immediately starts going, well, you start with your heart, Kyle. He's touching me, he's pounding me, pounding me on the heart. You start with your heart and the heart brings you to the purpose and the purpose brings you to the truth. And then the truth brings you to the pain and the pain brings you on the other side. And that's what we're really going for. And you go to their heart. And I was just, I was stunned, stunned. I didn't know what to say. I was awkward on camera. And then as he's doing, he's continuing. I'm kind of starting to get fired up as if he's giving it to me like I'm one of the players and I'm on the, the 2000 Ravens. And I'm just, I'm fired up. It's it's very contagious. And he goes and he goes and he goes and again, and it's just bang, bang, bang. And I'm I'm ready to, to beat the Giants in the Super Bowl. I'm ready. 
And it's an unbelievable thing that I've watched him as you've watched him. And I've seen a million cut-ups of his speeches. And I've seen him do the dance with the, the fire behind him. And you see those speeches and you, they start to all run together. And you, yeah, it's great. It's, he's doing the Ray Lewis thing. And it's just the paint-by-numbers speech or whatever. And it's, I, I get it. He screams and then they go... When he's standing next to you, he's doing it, and he's pounding your chest like that, and he's doing the pain and the product and your the heart, the heart, it, it moves you. I, I totally bought in. I was ready to have nine tackles and a pass breakup. I was, and after that, we wrapped. Couldn't have been nicer. Couldn't have been easier to work with. And I just said, "How do you hold it together? It looks so great physically." And goes into this this incredible story about how he cycles. And I go, oh, the Peloton? He goes, well, I have a Peloton, but I have an actual bike and I'll get in 200 miles a week. And I just, I'm out there on the bike and I go, you, Ray, Ray Lewis, you have like the bike helmet? I got it. And you have the snap-in shoes? I got it. And you have like the spandex outfit? I got it all. I got it all. And I, you got the little little stick with the mirror coming off the side of the helmet? I got it all. And I was just amazing. Looks so good. Hell of a career. Obviously, been through hell and back. A lot of ups and downs. Incredible. He, Lawrence Taylor, Mike Tyson, most intimidating athletes in my lifetime. I've never met or worked with the other two, but I worked with Ray, and man, he lit me up. He got me going. It was amazing. Thank you, Ray Lewis. The piece comes out this weekend. You guys can watch it. Uh, I'll make sure to put it out for you. Know that I was both motivated and intimidated, and then really encouraged at the end. It's all about the heart. Pounding me on the heart. Probably bruised today. Guys, I hope I, in some way, symbolically pounded on your heart today in Kyle Brandt's hotel room been a fun one i'm going back to vegas tonight the next time you see me on this camera i will be back in the basement in new york i love that you're here i love you i'll see you guys you can leave through the hallway down to the elevator bank down however many floors enjoy yourself in the lobby it's a great time here in las vegas that's kyle brand's basement from the state of nevada see you later